What is living in lockdown like? As the world tries to make sense of the coronavirus and South Africa's knee-deep in a government-initiated lockdown, we'll be hearing from different voices what they're up to and how they're handling living in the lockdown. While there is no stopping Carolyn Stain's passion, her zest for life, and not even this lockdown can get her down. She's hosting her radio show, making changes through the 67 Blankets Initiative, which she started a few years ago, and she's enjoying her time indoors. Is that a reasonable summary of what's going on for you? Yes, how do you know? (laughs) You've got it well summed up, Gareth. I'm actually, you know what, it's not that bad for me, not that bad for you, but for Many people out there, I would imagine, not so good. No, no, absolutely. I mean, I've I've watched your. How do I know all this? Because I I follow you on social media, and you're, you're stalking. All, yeah, I'm stalking you. I mean, <laughs> what a life you have. You live in that palace in the middle of, uh, of 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 Johannesburg. You've got acres and acres of land, but you you're doing the right thing. You're staying indoors. Um, it's a pretty good indoors mm. to be in. You've got beautiful views all around. And you are yeah. abiding by the rules. You're also trying to be uh, productive and useful as a citizen. You, you, you're doing work in between. And I think that that's admirable for anyone. Whatever your circumstances are, you've got to deal with them as best you can, right? Mm, absolutely. You know, before the lockdown happened, I was talking to people who said, no, you must go walking, continue your, your walks around the golf course, yeah. do it, do it. And there are not many people living here at Stain City, you're not going to bump into anyone. No. But you know what, the fact is, no one else is allowed to do it. So who am I to get out there and go walking around? So I'm sticking to the rules. Cyril Ramaphosa said, stay indoors. And we have, for over three weeks now, stayed indoors. So I do my exercise. I run up and down those stairs every day. You've seen those stairs. So for about well, 35 that, that's, minutes every day. That's, what a, that's three and a half kilometers just going up and down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I build up a sweat of notes. I really do. All right. And you know what? It's so good, it's so good for me because it gets me going for the rest of the day. Now, what is impressive is that you, you're still managing to do your radio show. You, you also are commanding 67 blankets. And obviously, at a time like this, because we're going into winter soon, we've got to start ramping up production there. There are lots of people to help um, and possibly some sick people, too. If, this, if COVID ends up being as bad as, as the government says it will, then we're going to need more yeah. of those blankets, right? Absolutely. And you know, we're very, very excited because today we got that certificate that allows us to go out into the communities to distribute blankets. The essential, um, what's it? Essential services provider, um, certificate. So we can legally go out in our vehicles. Today we had a distribution in Hillbrow. So, um, our ambassador, Annie Greeley, Annie Greeley and her husband, Brendan went out to join the, the, the EPUP Foundation. Mm-hmm. So they handed out food um, to, I think, 500 men living in one big hall. So 67 blankets, I always say, does not sleep. So we are on the ground. We are the people that are in their homes, in the confines of their homes, are busy crocheting stitch by stitch, making a difference because we need blankets for the winter. So we've got stock, but we are going to run out. So we're going to certainly need blankets. So Anybody watching, listening, please make a blanket. Right. Made with love. Made with lots of love. Um, So how are you handling things otherwise? I mean, just in terms of the the life you lead, you always were around, you know, there were were social events going on, there were parties, there were launches, there were fundraisers. All of that stuff is kind of ground to a halt. And 
Yeah. Is it hard for you to adjust to just being in one place for a lot? I mean, you were traveling an enormous amount too. I know. Can I tell you something, um, Gareth, honestly and truly? I would say to myself every week, I'm not going out next week. I'm going to stay at home. But of course, as you know, the invites keep rolling in and you don't want to disappoint your friends and you have to support the theater. You have to support the, the, the symphony. You have to um, support the, the fundraisers. Um, and, and then you get the invites from the French embassy that you have to go to. So, <laughs> but you know, the world is not going to come to an end. We can stay at home. We can enjoy the time at home while we can and reflect. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying spending time with Doe. We have not fought once. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's impressive because you, there are a lot of couples that are under lockdown at the moment that are not getting along. <laughs> yeah. It must be difficult, you know, but my husband's been so nice and lovely and, um, we watch movies together. What does he, uh, what does he think our- of the lockdown? I think he's very concerned about the people out there, you know, so as we all are, Mm. and he's worried about the country, he's worried about the economy, but, um, you know, he's, he's sort of lending his hand and playing his part as well to help community. I'm sure that, you know, the businesses, a lot of, of which he's still involved in, in in insurance and, and the, the fact that there are going to be so many businesses that are either going to completely fall apart after this crisis, even during it. But there, there are insurance implications too. I'm sure he's looking at that stuff and, and I'm sure he's concerned for good reason. Yeah. Um, the good thing for Doe is he's been retired for many, many years. Yeah. <laughs> so he's left that, those issues, those problems in other people's hands, you know, right. and people know how to, to handle situations like this. We so, hope. so your, your support of the theater is something which I think gives a lot of us hope, um, because, You've been steadfast. You 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 go to to all the big shows. You make sure you support people. You've got lots of friends in the business. It's obviously something that you used to do uh, as a as a performer once. You you were very much involved at that level, and you still do occasionally. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nice to see that you still flex those muscles from time to time. Um, from the, time the, to time, yeah. yeah. And that the theatre business needs help, especially now. You can't go and watch performances. They've all been cancelled. Thousands mm. of people are probably out of work. Uh, do we know what can be done? Is there anything being being done at the moment? That's well, that's... I believe that the Minister of Arts, Sports, Arts and Culture, Natiem Tetwa, has put together a fund for artists. So they need to go onto the website and download forms, etc. So there is something that's brewing to help artists, which I'm glad about, uh, because I have received calls from you know friends of mine who are really um, struggling. It's difficult. Um, the one thing we do know for sure is. Entertainment is so much a part of our lives. If you yeah. just look at what Andrea Bocelli did, oh, you know, 20, wasn't that beautiful? 28 million views. It's incredible. And we are always going to be talking about watching Andrea Bocelli in the Duomo Cathedral in Milan and how spectacular that was. Mm. So, and all these videos that keep springing onto Facebook, you know, the father, daughter, mm. you know, families songs that are so beautiful and we hang on to those we we need entertainment we need the arts so it's very important if if we are in a position to help artists out there we really really should yeah um i think hospitality is going to be hit quite hard too there are there are a number of industries where you and i both know people who are who are going to be facing an uncertain future 
and there are probably going yeah. to be calls on all of us to do as much as we can going forward. You've certainly always done as much as you could. And I'm sure with your show... Oh, on the rival radio station. It's not a rival. You guys have got a... You're on <laughs> FM. It's, it's, I'm, I'm only too happy that you've managed to resuscitate that station. They weren't going through the, the easiest time not so long ago. And it's, yeah. it's very good that they've, they've given you a, a place where you can also interview interesting people, support the arts, do what you do. And, and yeah. I'm only too happy. There's no rival there at all. I'm thrilled. I'm actually sitting at my piano. Can you believe that? Ah, but you've been conducting. I have. Well, twice. And then my co conducting career came to an end. But this is, <laughs> this is no small achievement. Let's, let's not poo-poo it, please. Richard Koch taught you. He did. And, and at he... this piano. came And he played this piano. And then I was, and then I was, no, I'm so unmusical. I, that's the only thing I can play. Um, and he came and I had to conduct him. It was Dance of the Little Swans. Mm -hmm. And I had to conduct. And then suddenly he was doing stuff like this. And I go, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm following your conducting. So then I realized this is, it's very difficult. And especially if you don't have a musical bone in your body. And at three o'clock oh, in the morning, I, I don't believe you don't. Nonsense. You, you know what? No, you, you, you've, been, you've been very disciplined about it, but I think you've got a feel. Otherwise, you wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, but it's a challenge. You know, we like challenges. I mean, maybe ask me to do a tightrope walk, you know, I'll be there. <laughs> All right. So when, <laughs> no, we, don't ask me. When, we, when we get back to whatever the new normal is after this, mm. how would you like it to have changed the world? Let's imagine for the better. Let's not be negative and pessimistic. How would you like to see this end for us in terms of realizations, improvements, treating each other a little better? Mm. I think we will have newfound empathy, which I think we're developing now because people are really needing help and we're seeing how difficult people's lives really are. Um, so I think that we'll be kinder, we'll be nicer. I think there'll be less touching. I don't know if I'll be hugging you so quickly no. in the future, mm. um, shaking hands. I think that's all going to change. Yeah. We're going to be a little bit of each other. But I think that we're going to find new appreciation for the things that we took so much for granted, like going for a walk, mm. like going to a restaurant. You know, it's just part of our everyday lives. And you don't think, let me enjoy this moment, um, going yeah. to the symphony, going to the theater. I think we're going to find new appreciation for these things that we really took so much for granted. And I think and I know we will always refer to AC and uh, no, no, BC and yeah. AC before COVID and after COVID. You know, what life was like before, how we right. used to do this, how we hug, how we used to shake hands, how we were so tactile. And now we are very respectful in terms of space, our own personal space. Um, and how we used to, I don't know, going groups of thousands to rock concerts or yeah. whatever people do these days. But um, I think we're going to lead a more simple life and be more appreciative of what we have and what we can do. Well, from your mouth to God's ears. I, I know I agree. Yeah, I think I, you've, just, you've just highlighted a few things that I didn't think of. The, the fact that we'll appreciate those things that we, we haven't had during the lockdown a little bit more and particularly be in the moment. You know, when there is a performance going on, 
when you're listening to a great piece of music, when you're walking around outside, you'll take it all in with a, a level of care and attention that you might not have before. I think that's beautiful. It's a very interesting observation. But I'm, I'm quite pragmatic about this. I mean, I'm, I'm nervous about giving up our liberties to government the way that we have, and people really have just rolled over like sheep, I think out of fear. Um, but I'm, I'm concerned that we get those back and that we, we keep fighting for them. And I think it's massively important that we, we take government seriously in their efforts to fight this, this disease and, and the possible implications for this country, which would be very severe, but that we don't take them too seriously. We don't start to, to abrogate what is, what is our hard-won constitutional right to assemble to move freely, to do all these things, which we, we, we have not, there, there is no authority that government have over us at the moment. It is a, it's a mutual uh, consent that we've, we've given into, and, and we must know that it's at the end of this, we've got to take it back. That's massively important to me. I agree with you, but I do think that our president, Cyril Ramaphosa, has done it in a magnificent way. He has not said, you will. I mean, there's some people that have, but, but he has pretty much asked us to be, you know, law-abiding citizens, to please remain at home and only go out when necessary. And he's, I think he's done it in the most presidential, elegant way. And I'm very proud, you know, to have him as our president. We're very fortunate that it's him and not, you know, well, other people. I'm, I'm less admiring. I think he's just done the, uh, the bare essentials. Our standards are so low in this country for leadership. Uh, that that really since um, since the heights of of Nelson Mandela and even Thabo Mbeki, we've come to expect so little from politicians that even an overture towards dignity is misrepresented as some kind of an immaculate leadership. I'm not as excited. Yeah. I mean, I like Cyril Ramaphosa. I think he, his intentions are good. Uh, he's still surrounded by a, a complete circus, and I don't believe uh, that I don't believe that people who couldn't run. You know, ESCOM and SAA are suddenly going to be able to manage a massive crisis like this. I'm, I'm very realistic no. about that. But you know what? We've all got to do our bit, and you've got to look after yourself. And where you can help other people, most importantly, you should. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm so glad to know you, Gareth, because I think <laughs> we're pretty much on the same page. And we have the same empathy towards people, artists, and, and people in general. So if people do need help, we do try to do something. Well, you, you keep doing the good work that we have already seen you do, and I, I hope that you will continue to spread love and be safe and, and make sure you look after everybody close to you.